It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, it is a big, important week for the Cowboys. And do you know why that is? Why is that? Because it's tank week. I think we're officially tanking right now. Uh, as we are jumping on the show, I was looking at Tankathon, which you're going to want to bookmark if you're a Cowboy fan right now, right next to like Google, Facebook, Twitter. Put the little Tankathon uh, link on your computer. As of right now, the Cowboys are in the top five in Tankathons. Uh, you know, for the Cowboys, they're having a top five pick. Well, luckily, this is the week that Jacksonville and Houston play one another. So one of those two teams will be guaranteed to win. And the Cowboys will slide up into the top four. And then with a Giants win over Washington, the Cowboys can get inside the top three. It's just so much fun, isn't it, Landon, to follow the NFL draft here in November? 
Wow. Uh, <laughs> really, the tone of this podcast has really changed over the last few weeks. Uh, we, yeah. I mean, we, if, if things would have went different on Sunday, we would have been talking about this team potentially trying to get a playoff spot, right? No, we probably would not be. I, let's be let's be honest. If they won, it would have been like, ah, oh, we delayed this another week. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I uh, this is an interesting website, <laughs> and uh, I guess if that's what we're looking for uh, on the kind of reverse race uh, towards the bottom, yeah, I guess it's the way to look at it. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys are in good pole position. Um, and I think, uh, uh, you know, certainly have the team to kind of get to the top, <laughs> near the top of this list, I, I think. Yeah, we were talking about at the beginning of the season how the Cowboys had a team ready to compete, compete in the playoffs and maybe win a Super Bowl. Uh, we're realizing they have a team that can compete maybe for a top two or three pick. Um, just the way it is. Um, Lena, we're going to get to our all 22 notes today from the Cowboys game against the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Uh, but before we should we do that, we probably should talk about the NFL trade deadline, right? This podcast will be out a couple hours before the deadline, but we're not really expecting the Cowboys to do anything, right? Not according according to Jerry. Yeah. Um, they they've they've done their little bit. Um, you know, I I guess I understand it to a certain degree. I mean, I don't know that you're uh, unless you're making a trade that can be. Uh, parlayed as a, as a future pick you know it can be like you know uh, spun as a as a an acquisition for the future uh, i i have a hard time feeling the need to waste uh future resources that mm-hmm. right now they're trying to bolster with with your losses uh i don't I see the need to try to waste one of those picks trying to get a vet to come in to help you this i mean what do you, what do, what are we doing? <laughs> what are yeah, we doing here? Yeah. I, I, I keep going back to this, like, what's going on here? What's happening? Like, are we trying to win? Or are we not trying to win? If we're trying to win, then, yeah, we should probably trade for a, a whole mess of players to come in here and change this team. If we're not, then, yeah, there's no reason for them to, to trade away draft picks for players because for what? For why? Unless you were th- talking about trading for a young player who's on a, a longer contract or, or a younger player who you feel you know, comfortable re-signing, uh, that's, that's for the future. Uh, outside of that situation, why trade the future resources that you're you know, hoping to kind of improve with you know, some of your soft tanking uh, t- in order to you know, potentially mm. rent a guy for the rest of this terrible season? Yeah, and I think the thing is, there's just not very many of those long-term guys out there, right? I mean, we've talked about Quinn and Williams and why that makes sense, but it doesn't seem like the Jets are open to trading him unless they're getting, you know, maybe a first-round pick back. Outside of that, there's just not a lot of guys that I think fit the criteria that we're looking for. Uh, I know some people have asked us about the Cowboys trying to sell guys on, you know, both sides of the ball. Alden Smith, but we both kind of think the Cowboys want to sign him long term. Uh, I mean, there's there's really not a lot of other options unless somebody wants to take a Jordan Lewis off your hands or something like that. But I'm expecting this to be a pretty quiet trade deadline for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Lane, let's get into some of our all 22 notes. And again, I want to start on the offensive line because that's like what we what we really like to do on this show. Um. I just wrote down a note here about Terrence Steele, and I would like you to comment. Uh, he's bad. What did you see on Sunday from Terrence that, Steele? That's a good note. I, I think that uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty comprehensive, to be honest. And 
I mean, yeah. that basically sums it up. I mean, so what do we do at this point? Because we're now going into week nine. He started every game so far. Um, do they just ride it out the rest of the season? Do they think about making a change? It doesn't seem like McCarthy has any you know, he doesn't want to put Zach Martin at right tackle. I don't think Zach Martin wants to go over there either. So what do you do? I mean, it's it's just, it's costing them not only games, but chances to evaluate players because of how bad Terrence Steele is. Yeah, but, you know, you can't get mad at somebody who's one of your best soft tankers. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think I think at this point, if they were concerned about bleeding games, they probably would have moved Zach Martin over there. I also think, again, I'm going to keep saying this until somebody tells me otherwise, but it sure seems like Zach Martin doesn't want to play offense. Yeah, there, there was an interview uh, that I actually watched yesterday because somebody sent it to me. He doesn't really want to play right tackle. It's just no. what it is. He doesn't want to, and it's fine. Yeah. And and he's like one of your all-pro you know, Hall of Fame players. Uh, and it's it's going to be pretty hard for me to convince him to go out there and play a position he's not comfortable playing and that he's maybe afraid that he will look poor, bad at uh, during a season in which, uh, you know, there's there's not much to play for. So I think that, you know, and again, I, Terrence Steele is, is giving you valuable minutes uh, as a soft tanker. You, mm. you can't take him off the field if you want to continue to climb the, the draft order rankings. Uh, I, you know, but but all kidding aside, I, I tend to think that they're probably content to let Steele stay out there at tackle uh, at least until maybe Brandon Knight is able to come back. And then that's maybe the move, you, right? Maybe you wait until he's ready to come off IR, and then you just plug him in there and hopefully get a little bit of improvement there. Now I'm going to ask you a different question. I mean, I, I agree. I think once Brandon Knight's back, he goes into the starting lineup. Do you think they're better off leaving? Brandon Knight at left tackle and moving Cam Irving over to right tackle, or do you think they'll slide in Knight at right tackle? I think they'll probably slide in Knight at right tackle, I think. but I, I think that's probably the best move. Anyways, but I, th- I right? think that's right, right? I mean, just because he's played both at this point, um, and I think with Irving, you, you know, he's he's been playing left tackle for a little while, no reason to flop both of those guys. Uh, yeah, I would say just put Knight on the at right tackle. I mean, you know, again with soft tank, you, you do whatever. It doesn't really matter. But I mean, but I think if you're trying to get you know the, the safest yeah, play for yeah. your quarterback, that's probably the best bet. Yeah. So I I'm not sure Brandon Knight can return in Week 11. He might have to miss one more game. Uh, but we are expecting him to be healthy around that time. Uh, again, Cowboys have a Week 10 bye. Uh, they have a week 11 game and then we'll see him maybe come back after that. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about built bar built bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and it's a great combination of low calories, high protein and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie cookies and cream and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your first order. Again, that is BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. All right, Lana, let's talk about the rest of the offensive line. Um, I thought Zach Martin was really good in his first game back. <laughs> they desperately needed him. Uh, he got kind of a ticky-tack holding call that I'm still kind of mad about. But yeah. what did you think about the rest of the interior offensive line? You know, I thought that they played pretty well. Um, I, I thought that uh, this has really kind of become sort of the the bright spot to look towards. I mean, I think, you know, the... I mean, it hasn't been fantastic, but I think what you have in inexperienced guys and uh, and certainly Biotish and, and Connor Williams, who's starting to really come into his own, I think you're starting to see improvement there a lot uh, each week. Um, you know, there, there, it was an ugly game. There wasn't a lot to be happy about in this game. But mm. I think that, again, you faced a team in Philadelphia that, uh, that has – some talent at the defensive line position specifically at well not just specifically a defensive tackle but i think just across the defensive line they're really good up front yeah and i think that you know it it definitely gave some the cowboys some problems um on the outside but i thought for the most part you know certainly zach martin and 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 cox had another incredible battle i mean just go back and going back and Mm -hmm. watching the tape that's always appointment television it's just fun to watch those two go at it but on the other side too you saw uh connor williams have some really solid match uh, battles with uh javon hargrave and and malik jackson when he was in there for a couple for the snaps before he i think he got hurt at some point so um i thought that the interior three again against a uh uh, a, a difficult matchup. Uh, uh, you know, I think that's the other thing to keep in mind is this is now two weeks in a row where the Cowboys have played a, a team that is you know known to be not you know super fantastic. But I think that the matchup for the offensive interior has been uh, was a difficult matchup again this week, just like it was last week. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Cowboys' offensive interior. Uh, it, again, hard, easy to overlook. Not not a, a a section of the offense that is, you know, observed by a lot of people, especially on on the game tape on the on the on the film. I mean, not not on the film, but on on the broadcast tape. Uh, I think it's it was another bright spot for the Cowboys this week, and and as, you know, as far as relative to the rest of the team, they they actually again played well against a difficult opponent, and I, again it. it it shows as another bright spot or at least the bright spot Mm -hmm. on offense for, for the Cowboys uh, for another week. I agree. Uh, I think that's going to be their biggest strength for the rest of the season. And I think long-term the Cowboys have to still feel really good about the, the ceiling and the potential of guys like Connor Williams, Tyler Biotis, and then obviously uh, Zach Martin. Real Uh, quick too. That's, that's also, I think a large portion of why I'm, I'm okay with them not moving Zach Martin out to right tackle because you got to get some continuity, right? Those well, three guys yeah, are going to yeah. play together for a while. Exactly, exactly, and, and 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 that's something that actually can translate to next season, right? If these three, interior three are your starting interior three next year, getting them snaps together, whether or not it's meaningful football or you know on their way to play a football or not, it's it has value. So. This is one of the spots that I enjoy watching week to week because I do think it's one of the few areas where I think that this is likely to be the same group of interior three next year. I can't speak to a lot of other spots on this team mm-hmm. as to whether or not they're going to be starters or even on the team next year. But I feel like the interior three of the offensive line is a group that's young, that's getting better, that needs to build continuity to be better next year. So I'm very interested in watching those those three because I think it, it will 
give you some foreshadowing into what to expect in 2021. I 100% agree. Uh, I want to move on to the defensive side of the ball. And uh, let us let me talk about something good before we talk about some bad stuff. <laughs> okay. I thought Leighton Vander Esch was good. I don't think he was great. Uh, he still missed a few tackles, and I, I still don't think he's quite at the level that we saw in 2018. But I think this is the best game I've seen from him over the last two years. Uh, again, not fantastic, but I think he was good. I think he, the, the sack that he had uh, was really good. Um, you're starting to see him make some of those plays sideline to sideline. He just hasn't played a lot of football over the last two years, so it's going to take him a while to shake some of this rust off. Um, but it's pretty clear that he's by far their best linebacker uh, on this team. I, and I actually thought Sean Lee played well. I didn't play a ton. I think he only had four or five snaps in this game. Uh, but made a nice tackle. I, I would love to see the Cowboys, especially over the you know the next four, five, six games, play Sean Lee. I know that we're, we're trying to maybe do a soft tank here, uh, but at some point this defense just has to play a little bit better, and I think their best combination of linebackers is Leighton Van Der Esch and Sean Lee in the field. What did you see from the linebacking core in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was a little bit better than it has been. Um, I think you mentioned it, Leighton Vanderesh, uh, you know, made made some plays. I still think, yeah, it's his best game, but it's it still is not anywhere near to where he was. That Pro Bowl, two, All Pro level, yeah, no, it's two not. years. Uh, uh, I think Sean Lee was was fine for the snaps he was in. I was concerned that he only played four snaps. That that didn't. I still would like to know why that's the case. Uh, Got to make sure Jalen gets all his snaps. Well, I mean, they were scheduled. He, he was scheduled to, to have like 10 or 12 snaps from what it sounded like. And then he only had four. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned there because of, you know, Sean Lee reasons. It sounds like he came out okay, though. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the linebacker play was terrible. <laughs> like, I mean, we can talk about how good it was occasionally, and it was occasionally. And even Leighton Vanderish himself, I wouldn't say had a good a good game. I think he he made he made a uh, play he made a couple plays. And I'm just saying, compared to what we've seen, over sure, the last compared year to what half. we've seen, uh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, I just I think you know there's hope that he'll kind of round his way back into shape as he plays more if he can stay on the field. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's, it still hasn't been good, you know? And I think the one thing that I thought was a little bit encouraging about the defense was, um, despite an incredibly hot start, uh, by the Eagles running the football, the Cowboys deep run defense kind of did round into shape a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, sure. and, and started to, I mean, not, not in a good way, but they were at least holding Philadelphia to under five yards a carry. Well, there, there was that report coming out of Dallas this week that it seemed like in practice their run fits started to make more sense and everything started to come together a little better. And again, it's not fantastic, but at least it looked like guys were in the right spots. I mean... Yeah, when they were getting gashed, it wasn't because uh, there wasn't a dude in the, in the gap where they were supposed to be. It was because... You know, and not to pick on anyone, but Randy Gregory got double teamed into the, the secondary, and uh, Alden Smith got pushed into the backfield and, and passed the the line, you know, his contain, and, and and you know what I'm saying? Like it was being outplayed on the on that snap as opposed yeah. to well, we're gonna well, get to what, some of those guys, guys up front even in a second. Doing yeah, so I guess that's the key. Is 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 I would rather them get beat physically because that'll happen because uh, it's the NFL than you know guys looking around and having no idea where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think over the next couple of weeks, I think we will see an improvement from the linebacker play, but 
there's only I think there's only a certain level they can go to because of some of the guys up front, and I want to talk about those guys in just a second. Uh, so, but let's take a quick break. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Landon. Um, <laughs> the interior of the defensive line. I'm trying to think about how nicely I can put this. Um, Why? <laughs> what have they done for you? I mean, they might be listening. <laughs> I mean, instead of, I don't know. Uh Tyrone Crawford is not a defensive tackle. Well, he might not be an NFL player anymore either. Well, he was he was bad. He was bad, bad, bad. I mean, he was bad. But listen, again, it's hard to know because he shouldn't be playing defensive tackle. You know, he just he just shouldn't. And and, and I'm not suggesting that he's going to be a ton better at defensive end. But he's going to be better at defensive end than he is a defensive tackle because he's not a defensive tackle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. That's, I, I, I at least trust that if he needs to, he is he is able to play the run and the pass mm-hmm. as a defensive end. He can't play the run at all as a defensive tackle. No, no, he, he can't. can't. And Justin Hamilton seems like he's getting worse by every snap. Uh, Neville Gallimore is a year away from being a year away. Antoine Woods is a backup nose tackle who doesn't really have a ton of athleticism. It's just not going to get better there until we get to the offseason. We can get some different names in here, right? And you hopefully you can get Tristan Hill back. Maybe you bring back Gerald McCoy. You're certainly going to probably have to draft somebody or spend some money in free agency. It's just it's it's so bad right now that it's actually making it hard to evaluate so many of the other players because look, Demarcus Lawrence I thought was fantastic in this game. He's getting no help from the interior of the defensive line. They're getting no pass rush help. They're not demanding any kind of double teams. Uh, it's it's making the linebackers constantly have to beat blocks in order to make tackles. Um, the secondary is having to be, you know, they're having to cover longer than they should because there's no pass rush up front. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm speechless by how bad these guys are, Landon. I, I guess that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, again, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of what we've seen already. Unfortunately, it's not, it's not really anything that's new. Um, it's, it's a lot of what we've seen. Uh, and you know, you, you and I have said it like, unless they actually replace some of these people, they're not going to get better there. You know, it's like, like Gallimore is not going to figure it out and suddenly become a, uh, an all pro defensive tackle this season. Um, you know, this is Crawford is not suddenly going to become a defensive tackle. Like they don't have enough horses or the right horses to play a defensive tackle. Mm -mm. So this is not a good situation. It's not going to get better. Uh, just because they cut Poe just means that somebody else that wasn't good enough to take Poe's spot is going to have to take his snaps. So this is, yeah, I, I, you, you, you traded for a seventh round pick for a guy that, um, uh, was on the street yeah, two weeks ago. Was on the street, street a few weeks ago, and and I don't know that that guy's going to help you too much. So I just think, yeah, the the expectations for the defensive tackle position to get better should not be there because it's just there's there's no improvement. 
They've well, added uh, they've added a down roster guy, and and that's all they've done. And, and they need top yeah. end players to get better there. My fear is that it's going to be a while before this defensive line or de- interior defensive line gets better because. You know, Tristan Hill is going to be coming back from an injury. We haven't seen anything from the Neville Gallimore yet that suggests he's a starting level player. Just because you draft somebody in the first or second round doesn't mean they're going to come in and produce. Just look at what the defensive tackles this year are struggling with. Like Derek Brown, a guy that we love coming out of Auburn, he's having his struggles. The Cowboys aren't going to get somebody like Derek Brown of his abilities. So they're going to have to go out and spend money in free agency. And look, this is a team that's going to be up against the cap. Uh, for a variety of different reasons. So I, I just wonder how long is it going to take them to rebuild the interior of this defensive line? And that's long-term, that's concerning for me. Um, I want to talk about just the, the secondary really quickly, Landon, before we move on. Obviously, this was Trevon Diggs's best game. We saw some of the ups and some of the downs. We're just hoping that he doesn't lose confidence over the next you know five, six games. Uh, and that he can continue to make some of these high-variance plays like he did on Sunday. Um, This might have been Donovan Wilson's best game in the NFL, right? Made a big play. Seemed like he was flying around the ball. Uh, Other than that, man, it's another another spot where they probably need two, three, maybe even four uh, new guys next offseason, right? There's just not a lot of talent in that secondary room right now. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Anthony Brown did some things that looked okay. Um, you know, I think he's still a serviceable player. But, yeah, I think they still definitely need Chidobe back, and let's see what, what we get out of him. And, uh, I, yeah, I think that you, you nailed it with Wilson. He has uh, kind of slowly but steadily increased the uh, boom-to-bust ratio in the right direction. I just think he uh, needs to be a third safety. Yeah, right. I mean, I think he needs to have a role. Like, yeah. I don't know that he. I like him as kind of a third safety nickel linebacker type. I mean, sure. Because I, I think he can he can be a playmaker, but I have concerns right. Well, I mean, honestly, there's no reason he shouldn't be out there right now. I mean, you know, like I mean, why not? Snaps, yeah, he can. Why not? Yeah, maybe he can develop into a, st- a starting safety uh, if he can, you know, raise the floor a little bit. So, and, and and I think that experience will do that for him. I think experience will help him round out his game a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, as uh, as it stands right now, I think uh, he he you know ne- looking for next year, he's not exactly the the guy that's going to stop you from going out and get a safety this, at this point. No, I and but this is why we we need to see him. We need to see him on the field on every single snap to at least have an idea. We need to know is he a starting safety? Is he a backup safety? Is he an NFL safety? I think those are all three questions that we we need to figure out over the next couple months. Um, just a, a lot of work that still needs to be done for the Cowboys. Luckily, we do have the next you know eight games to evaluate this team and see which guys develop. Maybe some guys will pop and that'll help you know the rebuilding process or retooling process or whatever you want to call it. So uh, a lot to be learned about this Cowboys team over the next two months. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You and can go follow vote, me. guys. Go yeah, vote. Today's go vote. your last day. Please go vote. Yes, absolutely. Make sure you guys go out and vote. Uh, we will be back tomorrow answering your Twitter questions. I'm sure you guys will all be asking us why the Cowboys didn't trade for Player X. Uh, we'll be happy to do so. But yeah. uh, until then, we'll see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.